If you were wondering if a particular person loved you, what would you look for? Barbara Sandbeck has been sharing on the subject, Intimacy with God, for the past few months. Today she will conclude this series as she identifies how we can truly show God we love Him. So stay tuned for this timely message. Welcome to Grace Notes. I hope you've enjoyed this topic. Have you developed your love checklist? Okay then, let's compare it to what God says about love in 1 Corinthians 13. He says, Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no records of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. Does this fit the description of that person you were wondering about? I'm not sure it can be achieved by us humans, especially since it uses the word always. (laughs) That's probably because we have reciprocal brain waves. We respond in love, maybe, if there's enough incentive. This must be a description of God's perfect love for us. If God acted toward us based on the law of reciprocity, we'd be dead in our sins. But he didn't. Romans 5.8 says, God commended his love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Wow, what a love. Dear God, I love the way you love me. How then can we show God we love Him? By pleasing Him. 
Hebrews 11.6 says, Without faith it is impossible to please God, for he that comes unto God must believe that he is, and that he is the rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Jesus said in John 14.15, If you love me, you will obey what I command. 1 John 3.23a says, And this is his command, to believe in the name of his Son, Jesus Christ. Psalm 147.11 says, The Lord delights in those who fear him, who put their hope in his unfailing love. We must believe that God is out for our good because he is. If he gave up his son for you, and he did, do you think he would do you harm? When we believe, we are called Christ's bride, God's gift to his son for his work on the cross. We need to act like a bride. A bride wants to please her husband. We show love and please God by placing our faith and our trust in Him. As believers, we are called to holiness and purity. Second Corinthians six seventeen and 18 says, Come out from among them and be ye separate. Let us purify ourselves from everything that contaminates body and spirit, perfecting holiness out of reverence for God. Romans 12, 1 and 2 says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. A bride keeps herself pure for her husband. Our holiness pleases God. The only place I found in the Bible where God ever asked someone if he loved him is in John chapter 21. The apostle Peter had denied the Lord three times. Remember that? Have you ever been unfaithful to someone you loved? Just imagine how he must have felt. It says he wept bitterly. But Jesus sought Peter out and he forgave him. He allowed Peter to reconfirm his allegiance to him by asking him three times, Peter, do you love me? Once for each denial. After each of Peter's affirmative responses, Jesus said, feed or take care of my lambs and my sheep. In other words, we prove our love through service first to God in surrendering our bodies to Him, and then to others by caring for them. But these days no one wants to serve anybody, much less God. This is one of the reasons for divorce and broken relationships today. People are in it for what they can get, not what they can give. We need to search our hearts to find out why we do what we do. God is depicted with hands, ears, and eyes, though He has none. He wants to use our physical bodies to be his hands, his ears, his eyes, so others can see his great love. God wooed me with his love. He probably did you too. And we need to woo others to him through our love. The song says, they'll know we are Christians by our love. I used to think that was silly. But it's true. Jesus said in John thirteen thirty five, all men will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Philippians 2.3 says, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider others better than yourselves. Each of you should look not only to your own interests, but also to the interests of others. Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus, who being in the very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking on the very nature of a servant. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even the death on a cross. True love involves serving. There's no love without a sacrifice. We have two car door openers, one for Dale and one for me. Just before Christmas last year, mine broke. Now, if you have one of these gadgets, you know what an inconvenience that can be. We didn't want to spend the money for a new one because of the Christmas bills, so I did the old manual operation in the cold. 
On Christmas Eve, we opened presents. Dale gave me his and saved one small box for last. It didn't look very impressive, but when I opened it, I was speechless. There was his car door opener. I will never forget that present. It didn't cost as much money as the others, but it cost him a great deal. He was willing to be inconvenienced to show his love for me. What sacrifice are you willing to make for someone else's good? To show the love of God, to love someone to life in Christ. How do we show God we love him? By faith in Christ, trusting him no matter what, living godly, holy lives, surrendering ourselves in service to him and to others. I'd like to conclude our series now by asking the same question I began with. What are you willing to do to really know God? You gotta want it. Moses dared to ask God to show him his glory at the risk of his life. Paul gave up an elite lifestyle. He willingly shared in the sufferings of Christ. The apostles died for the cause of Christ. Why? Because they all had a vision and they never lost it. They dared to believe God's word and they saw his majesty. Why not ask God to give you a fresh vision of himself, a heightened love, and then give it out? Because one day we will see him as he is, and we'll know as we are known. We'll understand his love in the purest way. It will be intimacy beyond description. I don't know about you, but I don't want to meet Christ as a casual acquaintance. So I'm going to read his letters in the Bible like a pen pal. I'm going to talk to him like I would do over the phone, and then I'm going to long to meet him. So let's prepare to greet him as his bride by staying in love with our Savior Redeemer, by keeping ourselves pure for him alone, by telling and showing others how much we love him, and joyfully anticipating our marriage celebration.
concludes the Intimacy with God series. I pray that you've been blessed by it as much as I have been for studying it. You can continue to be blessed. We've prepared two CDs that contain the entire Intimacy with God series. That's 10 15-minute programs with 20 songs altogether. We'd be glad to send you these when you send a love gift of $25 or more to Sandbeck Ministries, P.O. Box 581, Falston, Maryland, 21047. That's Sandbeck Ministries, P.O. Box 581, Falston, Maryland, 21047. It would be a great encouragement to us if you would write and tell us that you've been listening and have been blessed. So please write us or email us at our webpage at www.sandbeckministries.com. That's S-A-N-D-B-E-K-M-I-N-I-S-T-R-I-E-S. Join us on our next program. We're going to begin a new series.